Hey, Anchor, it's Roberto, and welcome back to Ask for Awesome, my little call-in show here on Anchor, also a podcast on iTunes and Google. I uh, really dig that Anchor lets you make something so cool so easily and distribute it like that. So big props to you guys at Anchor. Love what you're doing. Hashtag not sponsored, at least not today. Um, so let's talk about the fact that I had to get 12 hours of sleep after um, a really late night that involved watching the premiere of Game of Thrones. I really love this show. It is literally the best show on television as far as I'm concerned. And last night's premiere was amazing. One of the things I love about Game of Thrones is that there are a lot of really great lessons in the show aside from great cinematography, tremendous acting, great visual effects. There's so many life lessons in this, and yeah, they're a little bit more Machiavellian in nature, but I kind of dig that, to be honest. Um, I like shows like that, that's why I watch things like The Blacklist and Scandal. I mean, you guys have ever wondered what I do actually watch when I decide to allocate free time, which is something I'm doing more of lately, but it was increasingly rare for the last five years. I used to spend like no time consuming television or shows. Uh, Game of Thrones was my exception. But yeah, I've been making a little bit more time to relax and to enjoy those things, especially when I can't sleep. I don't spend all of my insomnia hours creating content. I spend some of it watching this kind of stuff because I found that when you consume this kind of stuff, whether it's music or you know shows or read fictional books, recharges your creative batteries, little known fact. So um, yeah, what did you guys do over the weekend? And also, let me know, how many hours of sleep do you guys need to recharge your batteries? I usually need eight. Uh, apparently, today I needed 12. Let me know. Roberto Blake, what's up, my man? It's Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans. Uh, loving the content here, man. You're, you're uh, always one of my favorites on all of the channels. I'm so glad we get to collaborate. And I loved your answer to um, you know the question about uh, jack of all trades versus niching down. You know, you and I both kind of have an interesting stance on this. I diagnosed ADHD at 31. I am kind of known as the anti-niche, but I can tell you, as someone that's uh, kind of reached into uh, unique areas with clients as well as um, kind of figuring out certain places where I fit, not having a niche has actually caused me more issues than I ever realized. And so it's an interesting piece. I am the anti-niche, but I do believe if you are great at one thing, it is a true advantage in many, many cases. Keep up the great work, my friend. Cheers. Brian, thanks for calling into the show. Love everything you do, obviously, man. You are one of my favorites in every platform as well. So yes, it's absolutely cool to both be here and anchor. Uh, yeah, no, I totally um, get you on being anti-niche, and I understand exactly where it can hurt. Uh, as someone who's experienced that in the YouTube algorithm and in other places, and has had some of the Jack Wall Trades narrative applied to me before, um, I totally get it. Uh, in the context of business and with clients and with marketing, I think that a countermeasure to even some of what you're dealing with is finding a way to frame some of the things you do under the right umbrellas that cross over enough 
for people to be able to digest it because I agree with you that there are these interesting, real, really unique things. And you and I sometimes, we suffer from shiny object syndrome, but there's a way around that. And like some of it is just storytelling devices. What I tell people sometimes is that I am the crash test dummy of online entrepreneurship and creativity. And so by being that crash test dummy of creative entrepreneurship, it gives me a framing device from a storytelling perspective that justifies everything that I want to do without niching down because I want to be able to understand things, present things, and help as many people as I can. And so for, as a storytelling device, that's actually very powerful and it offsets what I would take in terms of negative consequences or looking like I'm all over the place. So I think there's definitely ways that people can um, adjust and can use uh, situations like that to their advantage and offset any of the negative repercussions. I'd actually love to probably do a video covering this in the near future. Would probably love to get your take on it as well, Brian. Thanks for calling into the show. Hey everybody, Blake. Hey everybody, Blake. What's up? Um, you know, I was watching your YouTube the other day about Anchor, and I think it was very much, very much a great, you know, app. And I decided to go on it, you know, because I'm a creative entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, this is Kiefer Simpson. You know, I've been following your content on Instagram. It's been good, it's been great. I've been following your videos for years and stuff. And I'm just want to know about Anchor. That do you think it's possible for graphic designers? creative entrepreneur myself to make good use of it. For example, I do a lot of, you know, posts in terms of written. Do you think it's great to turn it into audio? Do you think it's possible to monetize? Like, what's your idea? Like, how you think we will benefit from it if it's monetized? Like, how you think, do you don't think it will restrict the reach? Kiefer, thanks for your call. Uh, you've been part of uh, the Create Awesome community for a long time, man. I really appreciate you. Thanks for calling into the show. What um, I think we have to consider is that there's a difference between uh, sales and branding. Gary Vaynerchuk recently wrote a Medium article post that like puts it very succinctly. I think that ultimately creating any type of content is part of your brand and part of awareness. It's part of creating word of mouth. It's part of creating demand. It's also part of establishing your authority and standing out. I think that any of those things is an advantage uh, in a world where you're competing for attention and um, authority and when you need to establish your expertise. I think that what you could do is you could do a call-in show here on Anchor and it could be, maybe it's not for other designers, maybe it is for clients to call in with questions and you answer them in the form of a show or maybe you interview businesses about how they use creativity and how they hire creatives and you talk to other business owners other entrepreneurs so I think there's an opportunity here and I think if you were doing that you'd have something unique uh, in the platform so that's what I think about it in terms of monetizing there's all kinds of ways to monetize a lot of people look for simple quick monetization the way YouTube works um, but I think we have to go back to using word of mouth and brand awareness to sell something. Like maybe you mention your website at the beginning of the show and then that leads to people buying a service or a product. And why I say that, I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to everybody. So if I were, let's say I was an illustrator or an animator, I would be using Anchor and I would be talking about 
um, animation and cartoons and about the world of you know, being an artist, but I would also be shouting out people to go to my website or my YouTube channel and to buy my merch. So if I was an animator, I would still take advantage of Anchor because it's audio and I would find some kind of cool show and it wouldn't necessarily be about attracting, it might not be about attracting clients, it may not be um, about what my actual business is or how I make money, but it would be about being entertaining and doing something that gets people aware of my brand and then gets them to want to support me in some other way. So I think that monetizing is always about just using your creativity to figure out uh, some way to get attention and then leverage that attention at some point later to convert to a sale. So Kiefer, that's my answer. Thanks for your call, man. Hey there. Thanks so much for featuring this app on your YouTube channel. I love it. I've never done anything with audio before and I kind of like it. I might actually switch completely. <laughs> Crazy Chaos Clara. I am digging that name. I like that nickname. Uh, all of that. Uh, thank you for the call in. And yeah, I really dig Anchor. Uh, Anchor is amazing. And I think it makes audio content easier and more accessible. Uh, I'm not ditching my traditional podcast, the Create Something Awesome Today podcast, because um, that is a different format. But I like Anchor for this format for Ask for Awesome. I like the interaction and I like that it feels very Instagram or Snapchat-like. And I like that it means I don't have to worry about editing. I can just make content in real time and I can do it throughout my day as long as it's within a 24-hour period for the episodes. So yeah, I was more than happy to feature this on the channel. I want to actually do more introductions into mobile apps on the YouTube channel because I think that a lot of people don't realize how powerful their phone is. And I really have this idea in my head that it's true, I've lived it, that for the most part, if all you had was a smartphone, a laptop, and $500 in your pocket, I'm convinced that if you focused for two to five years from that starting point, you could have an empire, I believe, personally that almost anybody if they have some kind of talent or some kind of passion driving them that if they have at least some time because you need time when you don't have money if you have two hours a day to spend on this stuff right and you've got 500 bucks in your pocket for some startup expenses uh, you have the money to pay your bills you have a laptop you have a smartphone the tools and information available with what we have you can build an empire. You can build something that's six figures and sustainable in two to five years with just that. I'm not kidding. I've lived it. So thanks so much for the call. Yes, I'm happy that I introduced Anchor to you guys. Uh, I want to show you guys some other cool things you can do with apps like Adobe Premiere Clip, for example, or Lightroom Mobile. I think those things are underestimated too. A lot of people don't even realize they're free. There are so many free apps on this phone that I take advantage of. Things like Word Swag, which is helping me crush it in Instagram, Adobe Spark Post, which I also use for Instagram. There's just so much, and I uh, can't wait to cover more of it. Thanks for the call. Hey, Roberto, it's Sachin. I run the Spoon of Consciousness blog. I've been listening and watching your content for the last couple of years. Thank you so much for everything you do. My question is, how can we use socials like YouTube, Instagram, 
Facebook to grow a coaching practice, uh, maybe to make it scalable instead of just doing one-to-ones. But um, yeah, interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks. This might actually be my favorite question of the evening because of how much of a business and marketing question it is. I really love this question. So thank you, Sachin, for uh, sending this in. And by the way, um, I know you reached out about me being on the Spoon of Consciousness podcast. Uh, I just got to get my schedule free, but we're going to make it happen, man. I really want to be on your show. Uh, So for a coaching uh, business, well, one of the first things that I would look at to scale that using social media is by using any branded content you have, like a podcast, like a YouTube channel. And I would use that and I would funnel that into potentially launching a exclusive elite membership group. Okay, I would do that beyond the one-on-one coaching. One-on-one coaching can be expensive, but a membership group gives people access and a community, and it also offsets the cost of one-on-one because it's subsidized by the group, by the collective. And then you're not saying they're spending the same kind of time that you would with a one-on-one client per se because you're using exclusive content that you've already produced for the group as that and you're using group participation and you're being a group thought leader. So it's the same thing as say a speaking engagement type situation or a workshop type situation. So you could scale uh, the coaching in that way. And so that's recurring income and then those people are your strongest advocates and you can test new things there and you can offer them discounts and access and mastermind calls as a group. So I would scale that. The other thing is I would make a higher level mastermind that you literally only invite five people to and that's closer to the cost of your one-on-one coaching, if not the same cost, but it's a group thing still and it's elite, but it's maybe more depth and uh, you might add some more things to that. So I would look at that model. The other thing I would look at is um, paid webinars. I would also do paid webinars and kind of structure those similar to a speaking engagement, make them topical, and uh, maybe even do limited seating there. And you can still put out free content, but these training sessions that you do in a live webinar format are exclusive. You um, you know get everybody who paid for that the replay just in case they missed it or they had to dip out. And then if you wanted to, you could sell the replay because then you know people uh, who were there for the live they got to participate they got it in real time and they got it first you could go ahead and like two or three months later if the information's evergreen and still valuable sell the replay and sell it at a lower price than you did the live thing when it was happening in real time so those are all ways that you can use social media to scale and use platforms to scale a coaching business from one-on-one to one-to-many So group coaching program, paid webinars, um, elite mastermind, uh, all of those things set up uh, recurring. You could also obviously commoditize the same information that you usually give without um, individual context that's more general. You could um, commoditize that in the form of an online course and you can sell online courses. By the way, everything I just told you I'm either doing or on the way to doing at this point. (laughs) So uh, that's my advice. Hope it helps. Hey, Roberto. um, I really, really, really want to work with you. I really want to connect with you. And you said you need some help setting up timestamps on your live streams. And I generally watch 
every single one of your live streams so it wouldn't be too hard for me to just write down the timestamps and and send those over to you if that would help out so uh please get back to me let me know if this is something that you know would be cool for you and let me know if maybe we could collab sometime or get get something done together i'd really really appreciate that Jay, I'll take all the help I can get when it comes to timestamps on those live streams, especially when they go for like three hours. So yeah, just reach out to me in like Twitter DMs and uh, let's make that happen. It all goes down in the DMs. Thanks so much for reaching out, Jay. Hey, Alberto, what's going on with you, bro? Um, Future Vink, I'm responding to the, I'm um, calling it the uh, old boy made to you about a few, two or three hours ago. Um... I think the future of Anchor, I think the future of Anchor really depends on the influence of Anchor's creators and also on the business savvy of Anchor's developers. I think that when I mean the creators, I'm talking about the actual artists, like the people, the radio, the people who are actually making the content. And I think it's our job, if we want it to be something great, I think it's our job to actually, you know, bring the sponsors, show that we have influence and bring the sponsors to the web, bring the sponsors to Anchor and show that we have pull in. You know, that's what, that's our job. Um, as far as the business savvy, that comes with them. I don't know. Anchor could be low key become like the next, I don't know. It could be like the next SoundCloud or some extent. You never know. What do you think? Could Anchor become like the next SoundCloud? It's an interesting uh, question. It's an interesting prospect. Personally, I think, yeah, and I think you can go beyond that. I think that you're right. I think that a lot of it does come down to what we as the creators, we as the artists uh, do to make the platform viable and worthwhile, uh, especially to the businesses and the sponsors and the advertisers. But I think it's there. I think uh, it can be there. Uh, we've got some heavy hitters here. I mean, we've got Gary Vee. We've got, you know, um, Star Wars Explained. We've got Shan Booth. We've got me, yours truly. we got Sarah Dietschy. we got Sam Sheffer. we got some, uh, we got Brian Fanzo. we got people that are going hardcore in this platform every day. Uh, it's not saturated yet. It's attracting new talent. People are doing different content here than they've done anywhere else, including me. Um, and so, and it's easy. It's convenient. It is, and it's well designed now. And so, uh, I think between that and that, I do believe that the team over at Anchor has the business savvy. I think that enough people have watched what's happened with um, businesses that have great products go horribly wrong in some of their implementation or romanticism. I feel personally, I know some people disagree with me on this. I feel like as a platform and as a creative tool that Snapchat does a great job at that and that they are crap when it comes to business execution sometimes and understanding um, how to do certain things because there's so many monetizable opportunities for and in Snapchat that's ridiculous that they are sleeping on and I really can't believe what I'm seeing there and I kind of wish Facebook had bought them. Um, so with that being said, um, I think that Anchor has tremendous potential and I'm really excited about it and anything I can do to evangelize this platform, I'm going to do. Guys, I think I'm actually going to call it uh, a night. Uh, it's super late. Um, I did that whole vampire thing of sleeping in earlier. 
So, uh, guys, thank you for calling in to Ask for Awesome. Thank you for all the great conversations. This was fun. I dig doing this. Also, thank you for all the love and support that you guys show the station. It'd mean a lot if you share it out. You invite more people to join in on the podcast. You guys keep calling in. Please, please, please. Uh, you guys have actually gotten me into the top 100 of the leaderboard today for Anchor, and that's really impressive. You know what? I want to come for some of my friends. I want to uh, be in the top 20 in the leaderboard daily, so I guess I'm going to have to step things up a bit, right? But I'm also going to need you guys' help, so keep clapping it up, keep applauding the show, keep favoring it, keep sharing. Thank you for all the support. Obviously, keep calling in, keep asking for awesome, and I will catch you guys later. I'm going to edit some more videos and then I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to try to figure out a normal person's sleeping pattern at some point. All right, you guys take care. Stay awesome.